witch is dead. Witch, old witch. The wicked, the wicked witch. witch. I haven't seen that oh, in a really long time. There's so much to talk about. But I um, I have to apologize for missing your messages. I um, <laughs> I, I began a, a, a project, which was um, putting this liquid rubber on the roof of the sun sun porch whoa like you got up on the roof of your house well so the this is like a typical dutch colonial revival extension that uh basically is a lower level roof that is accessible from the main bedroom so i went out the window is what i did onto the roof uh-huh. And I painted it with rubber because and there was a is leak, that that's so. going to protect you from the water. That's the hope, and I had to. I realized they say do it with a twenty four hour, uh, no rain forecast. Yeah, how and, how are we doing with and, that? Well, we're forecasted for maybe some rain around ten o'clock tomorrow, so I did it. Oh my! Thank goodness. And it's been a thing because like moving and then all these, I was like, well, we have to wait for all these leaves to come off the tree because every day there'd be like a million leaves. Oh, tree, so. how is um, the house going with all the furniture in it? Oh, so helpful to just fill your house with stuff so you can't see the walls anymore. Right. I, I figured as much <laughs> when I, when, when I was taken on a, video tour and the primary feature was showing all the textured walls I thought you know it's just not going to feel like that big a deal once the stuff's there yes I mean it's you know I still have my dreams for what to do with this house um but I was all, um, oh wait wait I was also thinking about the textured walls and I thought mm. the walls in some of the rooms of that house are painted with either semi-gloss or high-gloss paint. This is correct. For this why? Why? Correct. Nobody knows. And as soon Psychosis. as they're painted with mm-hmm. an eggshell a finish matte. or yeah. matte, yeah. it will be yeah. so much less of a problem. Absolutely. This is this is this is also my my thought on that of like Yeah. It's also gloss, so it looks insane. The gloss so. it heightens every every raised surface. So which is probably why they'd used it because they were looking for they loved they live they laugh they some loved. rocky rocky cave adventure totally hello yeah. Jeremy hello so, cheerio cheerio I was we just, had some uh, great election news we had mm, mm, mm. Um, uh, the white lotus returns oh also great news also great um, news. the crown is back the crown is the back. crown is back which. I have a love-hate relationship to... Oh, interesting. I have only um, a kind of like... Mm, neither love nor hate, but it's pleasant. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the love and the hate sort of just make for a lukewarm kind of... But I, I, will, I will enjoy watching it in like a cozy, you know, the November... December mood. Well, you so know what I fine. last year for the last time there was a season of The Crown. I saved it. I I think you were in a quarantine. That's right. So I saved all of the episodes until I was in my quarantine, and then 
they got cozy on my couch and they watched yeah. whatever season that was. I, I, you know, last season they had that woman and that man playing adult Prince Charles and Princess Diana. Right. And they were excellent and kind of like looked a way that felt believable. Mm-hmm. And now this season we've moved toward making Diana look even more like some Diana impersonator. But Prince Charles mm. has moved further away from looking anything like Prince Charles. Have you watched any of it? I just watched about 15 minutes of it I whilst oh, okay. I waited for you. I see. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really seen anything. Although I did see on YouTube that actress playing Diana doing a like life and looks, which I found to be actually absolutely grotesque. She was doing a a, a Princess Diana life and looks. Wait, was she in character doing it? Continuing, no. Oh, okay. But still, it's like, you're not her. You're not her, doll. Like, that's not the format of, what are we doing? It was morbid. That is very scary. I'm playing this dead woman on TV, so I'm qualified to be her for a moment. Uh, We also watched some BTS of Heidi Klum being turned into <gasps> that worm. That's, I was thinking I needed to wow. see that yesterday, so wow. I can't wait. <laughs> Incredible. Heidi Klum as the worm is unforgettable. That is That feels like 2022 slash 2023. Yeah. I it's think like, it's, it's, a, it's the future a bit. Yeah, it's the release from COVID. It's like I'm mm. I'm done. I'm just going to lean into the grotesqueness of this world. I am a worm. Mm. Wow. <sighs> wow. Yeah. Spirit. Heidi Klums. I've been Do looking it. at speaking of Heidi. I've been looking at some of the fashions from this recent cycle of cloths. <laughs> uh-huh. Some Zoe's just like so much stuff out there. It's really there's like, a lot of stuff. So much yeah. stuff. I watched. But you're the, talking about like September shows, September October. Well, yeah, they're just sort of they're all ending now. But they, you yeah. know, to get through New York, Italy, Paris, it takes quite a right. while. Um, yeah. What are what are highlights? What are highlights? I know. I'm like can't. I the J W Anderson show. I I enjoyed. Um, what was that show? It was the one based on that. I don't think I saw like it. that weird. You know that waxy red flower that's sort of like one, like almost like a calla lily, but not. And it has like a very pronounced uh-huh. stamen. Do you know that? Yes. One? So okay, what is the relationship between is? What's the like low? What is, is that? What is that brand? I think that's designed by J W Anderson. So I might be talking okay. about that show. I because th- I, I think it was maybe that show. Yeah, they come up from the floor. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it includes. Yeah, I thought this is ridiculous and correct, but also yeah. beautiful in places. Like yeah, it's kind of and also um, um, there were things that I'd not seen in terms of fabrications like. Mm. There was those balloon shoes that were made from just hundreds of not blown up balloons, just like looking like incredible. Some texture, I thought. Oh, that's really yeah. smart. Um, a lot of the shoes looked like the shoes on The Simpsons, you know, just like right strange largeness. 
um, there, I do love how those collections that J.W. Anderson does have, they repeat the looks in different colorways, uh-huh. um, which feels like, oh, like you're giving us some options. You're not just showing us 5,000 different things. You're showing us like, oh, we did a right. few, few looks, right. but we repeated them in different colorways in different fabrications. Um, it is like the 5,000 things does start to feel like Zara. I don't, I don't like when they show 5,000 things. It's I don't, I don't wild. Like that. that collection also included these like um, trompe l'oeil pixelated garments mm. that like on style.com look literally like a CGI of like some video game pixelation. Uh-huh. But then when you see them up close, they're just like very beautifully devised with squares that extend off of the garment itself, like little square nuggets kind of at there the There's something with the sound from that show, I'm remembering. Mm, I don't I don't know that. Like the sound of heels walking. There was I remember thinking like is that actual audio and it seemed synced and then I think it wasn't. Huh. something like that like like they were but it's also always hard to tell if the audio you're hearing is what is, is like the sound being played mm. for the show even mm. if it's like just put on to the video that you're watching or often mysterious relationships oh. like that but i know the videos aren't are often like very produced in a way mm-hmm. where you're like well i just want to watch the show but it's Right. That's not. Um, okay. I actually don't want to talk about fashion because I can't even think of what I loved. Oh, but I did want to bring up... Um, so there is another YouTube video of Heidi Klum talking about, like, I guess it's been like 20 years of this Halloween party that mm-hmm. she's been doing. And, you know, Seal is... The, they're often, like, couple costumes and i didn't realize that he was a fisherman for her worm stop i don't know if you saw that stop but yeah but they're no longer married correct are they is she married to someone else now i don't think she's married i don't know who, i don't know but i think they're not they're not married <clears throat> well we should talk through again all the shows i've seen um but you know good news everybody <clears throat> New York show scene is winding down. Oh, thank God. Thank God. It's been, it's been brutal. It's so you've been, been a, running around seeing a bunch of live performances. Yes, it's been a marathon of live performances for the past two months. And now um, things over. are winding down. Well, there's things. For the holidays. Just, right. The holidays are coming. Oh, Neil, Thanksgiving. Neil Greenberg's show is next week. The Jennifer Tipton show at BAC is next week. What does that mean? Um, well, Jennifer Tipton has curated some evening of, of dance and light at BAC. That That's includes great. Work, work by Liz Gehring and Ayn Gordon. So Paul I'm, Taylor? I'm not going to that. But, it, but is, that's not yeah. part of her curation? Not at all. Oh, interesting. But isn't, is, did I make that up? Is that no. who she made light, did lights for? She did lights for all the greats. Jerome Robbins. No, but she really, like, started with, I think, Paul Taylor. Is that well, not you know, true? <clears throat> Jennifer started as a dancer and was in performances at Judson with, like, Yvonne Rayner and stuff like that. 
She's so cool. Isn't she iconic? Yeah. Um, and she designed the lighting for In the Upper Room for Twyla, if you can Incredible. imagine. Truly amazing. Um, Jennifer <clears throat> Tipton is our our beacon of hope as a as a person who works in kind of scenic design as a lighting designer who is a MacArthur Genius recipient. Work. So one thing one thing's me one that day. That is me. that does seem Im- unlikely. I mean that's I, I, I mean work. Look, that's all I have it to is say. Un- it is unlikely. I, I mean it is unlikely. How did she do it? How did she get her name on that list? It's revered. She's the she's the mother of white light. <laughs> um, okay. There you go. So what did I see? This week has been all about vignettes. It's been oh, all about vignettes. performances that utilize the structure of vignette. So I went to Mina Nishimura's show at Dance Space, which was a collection of young dance artists kind of seemingly most of the time disengaged from one another but going through um a sequence of actions and sounds um and then sometimes these the experiences they're having would coincide or they would become a kind of duet or trio or something but it really felt like a collection of vignettes um and I, I enjoyed the show. It was it was very Mina. Mina appeared at the end. Um, yeah, I like watching shows at Dance Space also. So there was art. Yeah, I think um, it's a great space. I don't I don't so, know these people or anything about it or anything. So yeah. Okay. Well, then we won't. Let's not have a complete conversation about it. But <laughs> If, if if her name comes up in your future listeners, you know, explore Mina's work. Mina's a, a very thoughtful dance maker who now teaches up at Bennington, I think. Mm. Um, then I, I went to Boston on Sunday morning. Oh, uh, for the, your, the show. Absolute crack of dawn. I got on a mega bus with James Whiteside oh, at no. six in the morning and we went to see Boston Ballet do a new Forsyth program. Oh, wow. And it included both old work, like works from... Wait, was different, a matinee? A matinee. Goodness. We, so we went up and they did... Um, it's hard to like break it down and it they started with a piece <clears throat> let me find the name of it because i forgot it was from 1996 oh i thought this these were new works one of them is brand spanking oh, no. fresh Fouch. but forsyth is doing this really smart thing which is revisiting past works and kind of re- revising them rethinking them not just kind of freezing great. them so the first one was called Approximate Sonata from 1996. And it was, um, Boston Ballet, I guess, has done it. Oh, no, this was their first time doing it. But it was a dance for four couples. And it was just sort of like a fairly conventional Forsyth dance in the style of Forsyth. So it's strange that like that style of ballet and pas de deux work has been um, mimicked by many 
since, you know, the 80s. So, you know, Why there's is like, that strange? There's, it's, there's this, like, almost, even when it is a Forsyth dance, uh-huh. I am it feels somewhat like a, plagued a, by this sense of, like, cliche. Fake. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it is best done by <laughs> the person who developed the style. And so they they did this piece, which was four different pas de deux, and it was good. It wasn't, like, ex- it wasn't incredible but it was a good dance and it had this element of I think like scrims behind that went up and down but I could be hallucinating I don't remember (laughs) but anyways that dance ended there was an intermission and then the middle section was a brand new thing which turned out to be a kind of prologue to artifact suite which is a very famous dance that has its origins from the 80s when Forsyth was doing this huge evening-length thing called Artifact. And then it then in the 90s, or no, 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 in the 2000s, I think, became Artifact Suite, which be, was then performed by ballet companies. Um, wait, I'm just going to double check that because, you know. Yeah, in 2004, the Scottish National Ballet did something called Artifact Suite, um, using material from this, like, bigger work called Artifact. But anyways, for the middle section of the show, Forsyth made this, like, 30-minute prologue to Artifact Suite, and it was a series of vignettes, again, where the curtain would just go up. You would see, like, Mm. a minute of something happen, and then the curtain would come down as it just continued, and then when the curtain went back up, something else would be happening with a different configuration of people. And okay. you got... Wait, wait. Go ahead. So how... Uh, does the curtain stay down for a moment? It stays down What's happening for... with the music? The music goes on. The music was a... Um, One piece original... of music that continues. It, well, it's an original composition based on a section from, I think, Goldberg Variations... And but very like pared down. So basically, it was like mm. a pix- pizzicato on some strings that just repeated endlessly, and right. then these horns came in at a certain point and droned out. And it was the music Love was that. amazing. Love that. But so the curtain would go down. It would stay down for five to ten seconds. It would go back up, and you would be in a different visual Great. universe. Great in lights terms of the change. Bottom. Maybe the. No, the lights throughout the whole show were pretty, fairly consistent in okay. terms of just, like, coming from above. Uh-huh. So what changes the, just the dance configuration? The dancers on stage, because basically it started out with these kind of five central people, and mm-hmm. then suddenly there was, like, a, a huge corps de ballet emerged in various oh, iterations, like 30 other people. Mm-hmm. And it created these, like, amazing architectural opportunities and... And choreographic relationships that didn't have to be uh, connected. Right, transition in, to. It, right, there was no there was no need for transitions because the curtain was the transition. Cut. It were cuts. <clears throat> um, it was an astonishing work of dance. I will say, like I've had few experiences in my life that have been. It worked. So, so kind of complete or 
so inspiring. I was really like, wow, this person is such a thoughtful and innovative maker. And not only looking at what else can happen with ballet, but also looking at what they've already done in their history Uh of making, like in their own archive. So Artifact is a dance that employs this curtain mechanism already, Mm -hmm. but in a slightly different way. And it, it slams down and goes back up and like, in a way you kind of, there's a more logical progression in Artifact Uh Suite, but with the, with the action on stage. Yeah. But this one was, there was like an incongruity between the vignettes that was just really genius. I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. It's interesting putting it before or in between also. Yeah. And the piece that that middle section that was called defile because I guess it was in, you know how the Paris Opera Ballet begins their seasons with this procession of everybody right. in the organization <laughs> basically uh-huh. this was called defile because it began with this kind of like introduction of people in the thing mm-hmm. anyways the very last vignette of defile was the opening formation of Artifact Suite, which is this kind of famous um, formation where the dancer, many, many dancers make up the perimeter of the stage at the sides and the back, and one dancer is at the very center front facing them, and Mm. she's in a different costume, and she leads them in this series of gestures with the arms, and they follow her. So she is improvising based on like a, a system of arms, and they follow her. Um, and then in the middle of that whole stage, there's two duets that kind of move in and out of one another. But it, so when the curtain came down on Defile, it goes back up and it's Artifact Suite immediately. Wow. Yeah. That is so good. It was like when the curtain went up on Artifact, like the audience started applauding at the end so- of Defile because the music faded out this drone Uh and then the curtain just immediately went up there were no bows or anything it just went up on artifact suite work like this is so majeure that is really Um, good and then artifact suite ended up being divided kind of into two sections because there was another intermission so it started with um Mm. weird yeah it was it was amazing it was amazing. That's great. I have to say, I left that performance and I was like, not only the Boston Ballet did they look incredible, but the work looks absolutely fresh. The for I, I got to meet Forsyth after. Well, and, except the first piece felt a little... Well, the first piece was like a Forsyth dance. Right. Which is like... But okay. I, I think that's also... I sort of think that's... I kind of like the idea of putting it in to be that as well. Sort of be like this, this old thing. And well, then there's like this new thing. And then it, of, that has this like intense relationship to what follows. There was this very smart explanation in the program notes where Forsyth spoke to the first piece as being a kind of like mm, guide. A like th- this is the vote. Uh-huh. This is the vocabulary. Vocabulary. Yeah. 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 A glossary then, of terms. Exactly glossary of terms 
Yeah. And then this is like the work. So good. It was so amazing. And then you James, hung out afterwards? Yeah, we, we met happen? with some of the dancers and had dinner. Okay. And Oh, oh we didn't nice. hang out with Foresight, but we went up on stage. And what, this is so cute. We, we went up on stage, and as soon as we walked out, Forsyth looked at James and was like, Oh my God, I'm such a fan. And he, like, they had this, like, very, like, beautiful talk about the work that James has been doing. And, you know, they've never met, so. Wow. That is it was so like, sweet. It was so nice. And then and then I met him and I was like, oh, I did that thing for you and Tyler. And he was like, oh, right. And he was like, read Bartholomew. I was like, not almost. <laughs> <laughs> and because um, we had talked on FaceTime during the pandemic briefly, uh-huh. but I never met him. So I was just like, oh, wow, thank you for <laughs> your whole life. <laughs> uh-huh. So great. Um, and then we had dinner with some of James's friends and it was great because then we got to like get a little insight into like how the pieces are structured. And then we got back on the bus at 6.30 and, and drove back to New York. Wow, a bus. Yeah, make, well, I James wanted to take the train, but it was $250. And I was like, I'm not paying $250 to go rent see a, a show. car. That was the other thought we could rent a car. But it we didn't prepare. It was a very yeah. like last minute, yeah. and the the mega bus was like thirty bucks, and it was great. It was it was just fun. Wow, wow, great. And then okay, so that was my foresight. That was one. Oh, I really got swept away. I was like, what a pleasure to see. Great work. What a pleasure. Yeah. Well, that's that's, just it, and sort of like. Is it worth waiting through all the other stuff to have those experiences? To sort of, I think so. But think you know, so. it's also this was this was not the riskiest <laughs> move. No, I knew like it'd be fun to go see a Forsyth program that yeah. like he was directly involved with, uh-huh. and so I was really interested. And I took a the only risk was just like waking up at five in the morning to go to Boston. You know, I was it's like, oh my god, is this going to be yeah. worth it? And very much so. And if you're listening to this on Friday and you can take a trip up to Boston to be there Saturday or Sunday, you will you can see this program. Or so, if you live there already, go see it. Absolutely go see it. And also, if you live within five hours, I would make the effort. Honestly, wow. you, it won't, you won't experience it again in your life. Work. So, Should I just drive over there? Yeah, I think what so. What am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> like, you, you have... <laughs> Tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday to think about that. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it is really, really, really worth seeing. It's exceptional. Anyways, I won't say any more. Great work. But then I went to see our friend Brianna O'Mara in yet another kind of vignettes. The BAM moment? show at BAM, that's right. Great. Um... And I went to see Dimitri Papayoanu's work at BAM, the previous one, The Great Tamer, which I absolutely slept all the way through. Like, I, I fall asleep in, in dances, but not in, like, the way I slept through that one is unlike... Was it like a gift? I don't, I don't know, actually. It's like that kind of, where you're like, wow, I love that thing. It put me to sleep for the whole time. It, 
I can't even speak to that show because honestly, you like, didn't see it. It lulled me to sleep, and I did not see it. Yeah, that's, but that seems uh, like a gift to me. Yeah, but Dimitri's <laughs> shows are are I'm real. I was realizing it watching this new one, which I did not fall asleep during. That they're dark, like it's the the mm, lights are right, dim right. to kind of hide all of the stagecraft. I see. And I was like, oh no wonder! Like I'm my eyes were straining the whole time. So, um, look, Brie, the last fifteen minutes of the show are focused on Brianna in a way, and that was the part of the show I really enjoyed, and. Well, she's she, tremendous. She so. is so compelling yeah. just as a figure on stage and as the only yeah. woman who... There's actually two women in the show. One of them just does a walk across, but Brianna's the only like person who really performs substantially in the show who's a female. And it's Oof. so... It's such a relief. That's hard. It is. Yeah, you're well, like, okay, goodbye. Thank you. Also, her role in the show is like... Um, um, woman, you know, she's like iconographic woman. She's archetype woman. She's the Madonna. She's this like kind of Pina Bauschian woman who steps out for a moment at the end. Um, she's the Venus, you know, she's all these female archetypes. Um, but she (sighs) does them so magnificently that you're like, this is a relief. This is a relief. Um, because the men are all a part of this, like, psychosexual fantasy of Dimitri's, of, like, this is man in all of its forms, except truly they're all just one form. They're all the same size. They're all these gorgeous white men wearing suits, and then they take off their clothes and they look incredible naked. Um, Good work. That's nice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking it's about fine. the white, the white lotus, at the this penis, point. the white lotus. All of the guys on the white lotus are so hot this season. Wow. It's crazy. Mike White it's, was like, "How about sex?" He's like, "I just want to be surrounded by the most exceptionally beautiful boys I can find." Work. It's not unlike what was happening in Dimitri's show. Yeah, I think um, the point is a bit different, but oh, well, TBD. Very. It's not. It's not revering. In it's not in reverence to like the the classic male form. It's just like oh, these guys are hideous. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but okay. So this. I'm I'm going to spoil the show because they've done over a hundred performances around the planet and they're finishing this particular show up in California next week or something. Uh-huh. Um, I, I went to their after party and I had breakfast with Brianna yesterday. So I, oh, I, I, so I, I nice. know I love her so much. She's magic. <clears throat> um, and so I got kind of the scoop on the process and everything, and it sounds like very civil. Like they all, all the people get along well in the show, and like it seems very professional. And um, at any rate, 
this very beautiful thing happens at the show where this like older woman walks across the stage naked in high heels and then she steps through this doorway and the door slams and opens like as if it bounced closed and opens Mm -hmm. and when it opens back up it's Brianna and she's naked so I don't I don't know what the meaning of it is, but it was a magic trick. Yeah. And Brianna steps out and she has a bucket and a dress and she, she starts filling this bucket from a spigot that's coming out of the wall next to the door. It's filling very slowly. And she puts on a dress, this beautiful kind of like blush colored Pina Bausch gown. And she just sits and watches the bucket fill up. Uh huh. And I was like, I watched this forever. If this was really the show, I would be happy. Well, but you know why that... It's just because she's incredible to watch. Truly. Truly. And then she sets <laughs> up this piece of jet, like gel paper like for lighting, like a black one, <clears throat> at the center back of the wall. And she just sets it up on the floor. It's kind of like five feet by five feet. And then once the bucket's full, she takes the bucket full of water and she goes and stands with her back against the wall, standing on this piece of gel. And she just slowly starts spilling the water out of the bucket in a drizzle, very, very slowly. Mm -hmm. And as the water hits this gel paper, um, it splatters everywhere. And there's like a light from above that starts to slowly open up on the water. And then it creates this beautiful effect on the back wall. And you don't realize it for a few minutes, but then suddenly you're like, she's shorter. And you realize Brianna is sinking Mm. into the stage. And it's confusing because like there's, there's not holes in the stage, but she's sinking. And with it, with her, the paper also starts to crinkle up around her and go down into a hole. And then at a certain point, you just it's just her shoulders and her head and you realize she's going into this little pool of water and then she it's like lady ophelia she completely disappears into the water with the gel paper and this has taken a very long amount of time it's this incredibly beautiful thing that happens the men reappear in their suits And they start lifting up the entire stage, which is made of these elevated platforms, wooden platforms. And they kind of chaotically strew them to the sides to create this like kind of um, landscape of like a a seaside um, beach, like cliffy beach, like dooney. And what's Hmm. left underneath is this black lake with little rocky formations jutting out of it and once like this transformation is complete which takes quite a while and is very like haphazard and chaotic um one man two men are left on stage looking at the back wall which has now become this exquisite kind of sunset and there's one tiny star emerging as the lights dim and the young there's a young man in the show who's like archetypically like the young beauty and he has taken off all his clothes and is just watching the light dim over the lake and then he he makes his way over this dangerous platform formation to the door and he leaves and that's the end of the show i have to say like 
if that had been the whole show from when Brianna re- enters with the bucket, I would have been like, yay. Anyways. Yeah. Dan- I mean, Bri- theater. Theater. Brianna does a tap dance in the show. That was great. And, um, <laughs> whatever. It's just like a lot of stuff. It's magic tricks. Totally. And it's like very beautiful. It's like beautiful to look at. It's the thing to look at. Anyways, Brie, yeah. we love you and we love yeah. your performance and we'll go watch you literally do anything. Anything. Tr- um, truly. So those were the shows that I went to, oh, this week. And I forgot last week to talk about the BAC Cunningham Cage show. Did I tell you about that? No, you talked about it. Did I? Yeah, how it was weird. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I guess we have talked about that. Yeah, I mean, so I don't weird. know if that was... If, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Could to have. see the Juilliard students work brush up against the Cunningham Yeah, it was strange. One. Yeah. yeah, it was odd. And then B.B. Miller was so excellent. We, <clears throat> love, we live with laugh, love. Um, okay, so I guess now you're up to date so on shows. my show scene. And I, I did not go to see Paul Taylor, though I was interested in seeing their Alex Katz program. Um, but I yeah, didn't go. Because bizarre. That cabbage. Diggity dog, everybody. <laughs> go see Diggity incredible, dog. Incredible, incredible. And then, I don't know, well, Pam Tanowitz had rehearsal on World Ballet Day, and I would recommend to all of you to go to Royal Ballet, World Ballet Day, fast forward to the Pam Tanowitz section, and then they literally do a full run-through of the new duet she's just made at the end of her rehearsal period. So you can watch watch it on YouTube. I loved it. There was one part I didn't like, but I I loved it otherwise. Oh, goodness. There was a part you didn't like. Yeah, but that's fine. Everyone gets to do things, you know. It, it yeah. just felt like Euro moment, and I thought... Well, cut, the whole thing that, felt but... like some, some kind of a commentary on European contemporary ballet. Well, and, sure, sure. But, like... I was... It was a real gag. I was like, wow, yeah. Pam. I love the point shoe stuff. It's so fun. Oh. Really good. And those good. two dancers really I seem mean, to understand what she's doing, and they're also just so... Gorgeous. Exceptional. <laughs> That, like, the gag of it is so complete. Yeah. You're like, wow, this could not yeah. have been done with dancers who aren't so kind of Olympian. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also just, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of it. Pam saying things that, like, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be saying. Such <laughs> joy. That piece like, premieres yes. on the 16th. So if you're in London, go to see it, please. Um, and, oh, Bob Fosse's dancing got announced today in the press. Oh. So it's official. It's official. We knew. But is there a date? Is it what? What's March official? March 19th, I think. That's so at, fun at and the so music soon. Box. We're going to Broadway, everybody. Broadway. Um, Where art so goes to die. We, we <laughs> took a trip with our costume associate and wardrobe supervisor to the storage facility in New Jersey where the costumes are being are kept held held and I was really scared because I was like oh my god we're we're gonna open boxes and it's just gonna be like maggots and destroyed costumes (laughs) it's been like a few months it's just been like six months yeah 
But it was actually like the old globe did a beautiful job packing up the costumes and they were in much better shape than I was anticipating. So it was a real relief. And um, we're now in the midst of revising sections and it's exciting. It's a whole new thing. It's exciting. That's fun. So yeah, go see the Reed and Harriet Royal Ballet duet. Go see the Royal uh, Dancing in March, and I'm designing this Terry O'Connor piece, which happens in December seventh. It opens. Go see that. Great. And where's, wait, where's that? Barishnikov Art Center. Cool. And then really, I thought Harriet and that I... where wait oh that was the those colorful long uh cuff things they're going to like the middle east oh, or something those right? are qatar those are janie <laughs> taylor piece for yeah for LA i thought, Dance I thought project. that you were maybe they were doing something for boston something or other something in ica but that happened already yes the liz gary thing at ica already happened and we yeah. had a dance at boston ballet for tyler peck last spring that i recently posted a photograph of for world ballet day okay. which is very beautiful haven't been doing Instagram. I nor much, so. I, I I try to keep up the Reed and Harriet thing, but I yeah. well, I can't do my own. I can't do it. Over it. Um but yeah, the and then we have a thing whatever. I don't well I'll, I'll get to it as, as it comes. It's so good. I've been waking I've been laying in bed in a panic. <laughs> That's great. It's not it's not great. <laughs> Um, but so yeah lots of work to do lots of work to see Um, well that's gonna that's over that's ending no more don't go see anything else I'm seeing Neil Greenberg next week yeah and then that's it that's it that's it Um, what what else is happening so have you you've seen both episodes of White Lotus I have because I I just Uh, realized yesterday that there was a second episode so we watched it last night what a pleasure. I so um who do you who do you think you are in the oh, show? Okay, interesting question. I, I and I think I think I was thinking of this this morning and I and I think it's combinations of characters. Right. But. I'm a little bit the the son of Michael Imperioli who's kind of like overly oh, interesting. overly nice and a bit of a pushover and is like for whatever reason trying to be the peacekeeper in his family. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um and I'm I guess I'm also a little bit um the the assistant who he's mm. has a crush on who is Jennifer Coolidge's assistant. Interesting. Um why who do you think I am? Wow. I I picture you as the friend of the prostitute. Just oh, secrets and Sure, sure, sure is like yeah i think you're mixed with the um this is this is a stretch but mixed with the the hotel manager but <gasps> mainly because oh. i think she has a lot going on again yeah. it's secrets it's about secrets but like i think we're we might get a full episode about whatever her story is i am obsessed with her when jennifer coolidge goes who do I look like? And she goes, Peppa Pig. <laughs> ah, Peppa Pig. With, without skipping Peppa a beat. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. It's incredible. Yeah, and uh, she, well, that was why I thought of you, because 
you you tend to say things that you shouldn't uh, say. Yeah, yeah. Because um, yeah. she says like, oh, that like you're so old, to the, yeah, to the oh grandpa. My like, God. Wow, wow, you came all this. You're so old. You came so far. Why is um, that a surprise? Well, you're just so old. So I I too think that I am part, um, the the young boy. Uh huh. Um, and I'm Aubrey Plaza. <gasps> Yeah, you are. You you would absolutely like look at people with disdain uh-huh. and then be like, no, but I but I like you. <laughs> no, but I guess I I could. Oh, I well, and the feeling is like, oh yeah, I I could like you too, like right. That would be an option here, right? So it is like, uh, like. And I and I do picture that character as a kind of it's a kind of jealousy. Well, uh, the di- the dynamic with these four people is truly incredible. It's like it's really heaven, a master heaven, heaven, and it's in like what what equates to happiness in this this world, yeah, exactly. right? And so yeah. to watch Aubrey Plaza like trying to do everything right. And mm-hmm. then to see this other couple, and that, and being in a miserable relationship, yep. and then to see this other couple having like a wonderful time, having like pleasure, mm-hmm. and also just being somewhat despicable. Right. It's really well, it's, interesting. I was thinking that, that there's a way in which it's written. It's almost like Mike White writes a scene and then writes the opposite scene to happen at a different time, because. Right. There's the, like, Aubrey Plaza where she's, like, um, uh, everyone talks this way. Everyone, you know, and, like, they're probably in their room talking about how I'm awful right now, too. And then you right. cut to them, and they're having, like, this kind of shopping fantasy fun time. Yeah. But then later on in the episode, you cut to them, and they are just saying those things about her. So there's right. this kind of constant destabilizing kind of morality around these characters. Right. But in a thing... way, what's interesting about the kind of superficial couple is that they have more compassion in a yes. weird way. Yes. They, it, it's like they have greater capacity for feeling because they aren't consumed by these like global catastrophic ways of thinking right they're focused <laughs> on their own pleasure and their children and their and own like desire. who they're with like you i mean the destabilizing kind of uh structure of these scenes who knows what's actually happening here but like it does kind of feel like they just wanted to share a vacation with these people yeah. like that seems like a very real possibility and like because they have the, this room in their lives because like that's how they're not cons- you know they're not watching the news so they're like let's go on a vacation with these other people whatever yeah. and Aubrey Plaza is like sitting around tortured by everything and oh. trying to be like responsible and in the it's... in the process you know like cutting her husband's balls off sort of you know vibe so yeah. It's really he's 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 in such a place. Wow, I feel really bad for them. I feel really bad for them. Like the way that he is withholding sex from her is fascinating. 
Well, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a kind of like, well, that's what, what that conversation where she's like, you know, some wives cut their husband's balls off and then, you know, wonder why they are like philandering or whatever she says there. But it's, right. it is this kind of, you know, he's like, accuses her, is he, you know, he's like, well, you don't like having sex in the morning, so that's why I'm just going to do it myself. And then she's like, offering, even, you know, and then she was like, eh. you know, they're all these like, s- subtle and explicit kind of turns and yeah i feel like it's just like this very nuanced but also hyperbolic way of of demonstrating these dynamics because there's so much going on at once amongst these Mm -hmm. couples yeah everything is constantly turning right it's like juxtaposition and contradiction and they aren't these like one-dimensional portrayals of like the the like liberal do-gooders and then the mm-hmm. like hideous conservative um right evil right. people it's not that it's much more sophisticated than that the the mother character of the couples that she is so tremendous like I... she's because she's like playing like basic white woman kind of character but the yeah. character is so rich and dynamic and like playful and and lovable sense of depth and you're just like oh you are incredible right like it's it even though theo james is playing this like disgusting um womanizing uh money grubbing person you you also are like wow i i understand how he could be made better by this woman Mm mm-hmm yeah also where like where he's kind of feels evil is also kind of where he's sexy (laughs) you know it's like the kind of like machismo is part of like there is like the sexual drive inside of it as well yeah and she doesn't neuter it yeah she also like does transform it at the also you know into like this thing that has like a has a richer reality to it seemingly so good good. and then whatever's happening with the coolidge character what in that relationship i mean she is delivering like she with the the noodles (laughs) with i mean with the the macaroons i mean she is incredible Mike White was just like, I'm going to give you just this, like, playpen to run around in. She is wild. so fantastic at just being surreal. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. It's such a pleasure. Um, and the way that the resort looks and the way, like, the costumes are so excellent. Uh, it's just yes. really good. It's the music, the way the they've mu- like oh twisted God. the the first season's sound and totally. the, the intro. It's so um, smart. This like volcano dynamic. Oh my God. Incredible. And it's that this like heaven. guy from who's, I thought he was dying of cancer or something. The Jennifer Coolidge husband. Right. We're like, what is, what is and going on? And now he seems to be in like another relationship. Cause clear, I think 
Well, it seems that he's trying to steal Jennifer Coolidge's fortune. But there is also, like, that there's a prenup. So there is, like, it, it does seem like there's some kind of s- scam being run. Right. Right. But we don't know. <laughs> we just don't. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. And I yeah. love this, like, father, son, and grandfather dynamic totally. with Mike. Michael Imperioli at the middle of it, like being a sex addict. It's really, it's right. Great. And, and I mean, the, the functioning of sex and all of these dynamics feels like the central theme or like, yeah. the cent- I don't rem. I mean, there certainly was sex in the first season. Um, but I was also thinking how there, there aren't any, there's no, there's no gay character at least yet. Right, there's no gay, and also there's, there's like, Asian representation. There's, like, really no black representation in the show. I mean, it seems like... Hmm. Right, you have the Puerto Rican thing, but... Yeah, it's, like, a little... It's very white, I have but to I, say. But I... It also, like, is... It's a very white Very topic. white, like, cultural... Yeah, you know, expression also. Well, it's like Mike White's indictment Mm -hmm. on like white privilege, right? So I don't, and and we certainly don't have the same kind of feeling about like the wait staff or like the, the hotel staff, like those dynamics. You know, the first season started with like the, uh, being very close to the like housekeepery person who gets what happens to her? I don't even remember. She like disappears. Like early on. She like gets fired or like or something. I don't even remember what happens with her, but um mm. and then the the hotel manager is like a key character throughout. Here right. it's like the hotel manager seems we don't know what her story is at all yet. And happy to have her she around. doesn't have like a whole world of like these relationships with other people and stuff yet. So yeah, um, and then the prostitute thing, which is also such a like sex question, and that yeah. like surprise like song on the piano, where you're like, wow, wow. what? I know. So I know. It's great. It's just like such incredible writing. That scene between Michael Imperioli and the and the hotel manager about getting mm-hmm. access to those prostitutes was just incredible. So good, and you just sort of feel you you know, watch her try to like figure out how she can discourage it, but she can't really. There's nothing she can right. do. Nothing, Even like, like charging, he would have just like, if that was it, he would have just paid. He's like, these are my friends, and they're allowed to be here. She was like, okay. <laughs> Oh, White Lotus, I'm so glad it's back. I love this show. So good. Um, what else did I watch this week that was of any interest at all? Um, uh, I don't know. TV. Oh, God. Really did we watch? Oh, we things. talked about The Watcher, right? It was so terrible. Yeah. Real disappointment in the in yeah. quick descent um yeah that's uh um adam phillips who's this 
psychoanalyst who's written a lot of books that I've been obsessed with is at Bard this week. So we're going to go see him give two lectures this week. So that's That's very exciting. Um, Well, also Jennifer Hammond's just published her new Balanchine book. So Russell and I have been discussing doing a podcast book club around that book. So stay tuned for details. So maybe we'll read through that with our listeners and then we'll do a couple episodes devoted to that. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Or maybe like break it into sections or something and do it over bit by bit. Um, And also I read this article just now that James Whiteside pointed me toward about this crazy scandal that has happened at the Boston Ballet over the past couple of years where... Oh, wow. There was once this principal dancer there named Dusty Button who um, she had lots of like social media fame and she and her husband are being accused of grooming young women and sexually assaulting them. And they're now in this huge court battle with one particular woman who's in the Boston ballet. And there, I think the article was in the Boston globe, but it is, it's really like an episode of Dateline where you're like, what's going on? It's like a mystery. Um, Yikes. So highly recommend reading the any press materials you can get your hands on about Dusty yeah, Button. That sounds and her, like a good movie plot. I Actually reading the article, like there's a point in which you're like, okay, whatever. And then there's like a turning point in the article where you're like, this would be an amazing TV show. <laughs> Yeah, what a great dance show to put on. It's yeah. Insane, insane people. Um, so there's that. That's interesting. Read up on Have you Boosty. seen movies? Have you seen uh, Tar or any of those things? That we've... Nothing. Nothing. Movies are like $6 up here, so. Whoa, I'm that's great. Going to be doing that. I, I did turn on um, Don't Worry Darling. Um, oh, yes. I was. I meant to ask if you had looked I, uh, looked I, at it. I'm excited I put it on. to uh, look at that. <sighs> you haven't looked at it. <laughs> no, I just All saw right. it's there, and I was like, "Great, not don't yeah. have to pay for this." Enjoy. But I would love to watch Florence Pugh do anything. Well, we can talk about it next week. Yay! Um, and yeah, I want to see Tar. I want to see that Colin Farrell movie. With like very Ireland or Scotland or whatever. I, I I really struggle with the difference between Ireland and Scotland. Very somewhere. It's like I don't know what this is. It's this movie about a Brendan Gleason, I think, is the other main character, and he he basically tells Colin, like, I can no longer be your friend. And Colin Farrell's like, Why? I don't understand. And then I think that's basically like the that's the main conflict in the movie. Wow. That yeah. Sounds... I'm, I'm not, I'm not selling terrible. it, but, yeah, but you, should, so you should watch a trailer for it because okay. it looks great. It looks hilarious. And you good. know what? I've, I've been obsessed with the Phantom Thread. <laughs> oh, you're just watching it again and again? No, I'm, yes, I am. And I saw it, you know, when it came out times. It's so incredible. I really... Yeah. Best I'm comedy sort of, of that year, I'm, for sure. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. 
it's really, it's like, I'm obsessed with it in the way that I was obsessed with the power of the dog. Oh, well, aesthetic. Really, I'm like, well, I'm also like, I'm both of these characters. Hmm. I'm really all of the characters in that movie. You're also as the I, sister. I felt like, I'm the sister. I'm I'm the like, why are you chewing so loud? Certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, that just made me want a piece of toast when you said that. I always want a piece of toast. Um, it is an excellent film, and whoever did the art direction goodness well and i i saw this what did i see something basically they're talking about how they didn't want to make they didn't want it to look like the crown (laughs) it doesn't that was like a big point of like how they were going to shoot it was like Uh they wanted it to feel like well shoot i think they shot it on film and just like moving towards like darkness and imperfect picture quality well it feels so much less kind of glossed than the crown well the crown is like you're watching it through a screen you know totally and and phantom thread is just like these incredible shots of like this the 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 throw blanket on the sofa, which like the color could make you cry. Like it's yeah, that room it, that they have breakfast in with that wallpaper oh, and the mirrors is so oh, incredible. Incredible, um, incredible. I, also, the the driving sequences are tremendous. Oh, even just like the flatware, the scar, like everything, <laughs> everything. You just like the props and and the. I love deck. the props. I yeah. love the colors. I that, think that the, 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 the fashion designs are hysterical. So I think hysterical. Whoever came up with like the trajectory of those clothes was so brilliant to be like. Well, they're based on some, you know, some stodgy designers. Yeah. Like James something. Charles other. James. Charles James, yeah. Yeah, so. but they're also like, they feel incredibly passe. Like even. Well, she makes talk- that. She makes that comment about the fabric, and you're like, well, she's right, clearly. Like, that fabric is not nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's really smart. It's like, these dresses look fancy and not stylish. Even, you can understand that, even in the time, you know? Yeah. Ah, oh, good It's movies. excellent. It's excellent. We, also, poisoning is really movies. important. Everyone so important. should be poisoned. So important to kill your spouse with mushrooms. <laughs> Are you there? Jeremy. What Jeremy. Jeremy. Oh my what god. Happened? What happened? What happened? I don't what happened? know. I don't know. I said it's so important to kill your spouse with mushrooms and then you were just gone. <laughs> you were Dead. Gone. Dead. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's a sign. <laughs> um, it's definitely a sign. We'll see what this episode is. Some technical. Oh. Things Go happen. see the Foresight Go. show in Boston. Go to do it. God, am I going to drive to Boston? I don't think I'm going to. I'm so tired from moving. Um, get try get Jack to go and take a little trip. Well, my you know my best friend lives in Boston, so that that's why I'm oh even God. thinking about it. So. Go do that. Oh my God, I'm that's over. It's also like what is it? What day is it? Today's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We've, you know, driving back and forth from here to the city, like, twice a week 
Like How many insane. hours to Boston? How many hours to Boston? From here, not that really. Like, should I, should I map it out? I'll probably yeah. use you again. We gotta get you there. You gotta go see this thing. It's three hours. That's too much. I'm not gonna do no, that. No, Jeremy. I also boss. like feel like I've seen it already. I had this like wonderful experience. Listen to you describe it. It's transcendent. I really. I hope someone hears this and is affected and sees it. Yeah, I do too. If you can, if it makes sense, go and then tell us how it was. Send us a voice message via email. Sorry. I just, that was like a yawn. I have to go to work now. I am starving. I have to go eat. All right. Well, we'd love to see you. And we'll see you next week with that movie. What movie? That we're going to watch. With Don't worry, darling. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Take Bye, care. Bye, we love you. Bye.